recorded live from Stockton, California. This is Jammin' with the Best. Yo. Hello. Another day, another guest. Yes, sir. We've got Will Schustrick, three-time USDGC champ. Uh, you've got your hand in a million different things in this sport, and that's why I thought you would be a great person to have on. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. And you said you just got off uh, with PDGA, doing PDGA radio, and you're, you are putting yourself up for nomination. Talk to us a little bit about that because the vote's coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah, so it starts uh, July 1st, um, goes for the whole month. Uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, I don't really know my, um, I guess, the, the chances of getting on the board. There's a lot of people, 16, 17 people have actually put their name out there for nomination. Wow. Uh, but it'll be fun. I, I think I can offer a lot in, in, in regards to the sport growing, uh, bring it to the PDGA and, uh, you know, I, I, been disc golf for such a long time, really full time for for very long, and traveled and, and have a lot of experiences on that type of stuff. And you know, I, I'd be really excited to be able to bring it to the table. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, tell us a little bit about how you got into the sport originally. I uh, used to be a traveling baseball and basketball AAU basketball. Um, and really you kind of hit an age where you don't have that, uh, competition, organized competition anymore, yeah. you know, kind of like 12, 13, you don't have leagues, you don't have, uh, friends to go play sports with. And, and nowadays you honestly find a lot of kids getting in, into more bad than good. And, uh, I was fortunate that I found disc golf, not that I was a bad kid or anything, but I just really like to be competitive. And I really liked the, uh, I guess, kind of the social aspect of, of disc golf. And um, my friend and I were looking for something to play and kind of play together and compete against it along with my dad. And my dad would take me to the course. He'd play four to five rounds with us. Nice. Uh, you know, we'd gone to tournaments. The first PDJ event I ever went to was 2006 at the Memorial. And I played intermediate. Ha! Ah, that's my, a big tournament. My first that's PDJ a, event ever. That's yeah. a great tournament to start. Oh, six. Yeah. And then, so when did you start to one, I guess, figure out that you could be pretty darn good at this? And then two, when did you actually start to do some of the pro tour? Uh, I would say I was, I was honestly pretty good whenever I first started. I, I've just been good at throwing a Frisbee in general, like throwing an ultimate Frisbee on the beach as a kid or um, just, you know, tossing things around like that. I've, I've always been good and kind of learning a little bit. I used to watch a V8, the 2003 USDGC on VHS. I remember that one. Cl classic throwback. Yeah. Anybody who's listening has got to somehow <laughs> find a VHS player. Good luck on that. And then somehow play the VHS because uh, that was a great video to watch. Um, but I just learned a lot of like pro people playing. I probably watched that honestly three to four times a day because wow. it wasn't a long video and you know you would really just kind of watch the highlights and then watch the playoff and that would kind of be it so yeah. you'd watch people hit hit these huge putts throw these long drives but um ultimately it was the the view of professional disc golf got me into wanting to play it full time and mm -hmm. being able to see it on a on a on a professional level uh i went and watched the usdgc 2005 like very end of 2005 and then in 2006, I also went and, and watched some uh, 
USCGC since it's only three hours from where I used to live. And uh, it's just a big deal. Whenever you can see somebody throw a disc super far, you're like, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, there is a technique to it. That's how you're supposed to do it. So I kind of took that and went out to the course and kind of emulated some people that I used to watch. And here I am. Yeah, that's all learning like pre-YouTube and all that and yeah. pre pre DGI. Watching the VHS four times a day. <laughs> what was YouTube? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, how have you always been a form guy? I know that you've certainly put out a ton of content, whether it's with DGI before that uh, or with Prodigy. Was was form always something that that kind of intrigued you? Yeah, and, and at the beginning, it wasn't. You know, because back in the day, that wasn't near the amount of form discussion like they have now. They yeah. have the PDGA forum, and that was it. It was like Ask Dave Dunapace was the largest thing on, you know, if you ever, if I don't know if you guys were even around back then. Yep, but, absolutely. Uh, I was, yeah, Aaron was. That was, <laughs> that was big back then. That's, a, that's like the ultimate throwback. That was like the initial Facebook group that everybody used to read to get their own disc golf information. Like if you didn't read it there, it wasn't out there. You, you true. just didn't know it happened. Um, so, uh, you know, form was, is such a different view now than it was then. But back then I really just watched people play and you would try to emulate it. And there were some people teaching it and it really started to pick up, I think, Oh nine, whenever start, people started to pick it up and, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of changed a little bit when people started doing clinics. True. And then, so what was the origins of you starting DGI? Um, really, the origins of that were uh, kind of a somewhat long story. Um, but I had always felt comfortable teaching people to play. Um, and I've always felt comfortable talking in front of people uh, or explaining something to do it a certain way or, or also the joy of, of getting somebody to play disc golf because... I always feel like I could get somebody to throw a disc the right way and want to play for the rest of their life. That yeah. was kind of like a, a thing in the back of my head that if you knew how to throw a disc the right way, you would play disc golf for the rest of your life. And that's kind of where disc golf instruction was created was the fact that if how many more people would play the sport, if they could throw it correctly, the first time they even threw a disc and, and maybe not the first time, maybe the second time, you know, maybe the second time they're like, instead of having the driver go super far left, they actually know they need to have a lightweight putter and throw it straight. Nice. Yeah. That's true. Makes a you difference. Know, it's, it's, <laughs> it does. It, yeah. Makes a huge difference when you're, you know, if you're uh, out there and putting with the driver and you only got one disc, it's not really going to be, it's not that fun. Yeah. Yeah. My first time ever playing, I quit throwing right-handed halfway through the round and started throwing left-handed. Nice. And I came from a baseball background, so I, that might have made sense because of that. Yeah, you're so hitting, hitting right-handed, but yeah, it was not a fun yeah. first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and a lot of times it's not. And then you know, probably you know, throughout our lives, how many people have you talked to? They're like, yeah, I tried that once, and guarantee they had the wrong. They had an ultimate disc. Yeah, you know, they mm -hmm. went to play disc golf with an ultimate disc, or they went to play disc golf and they had a super high speed driver. They said went 500 feet on a flight chart. An X one. Like. Yeah, right. And next yeah. yeah, the fastest disc you can find. And it's like, you know, you don't need that disc to go play. And that's obviously the best selling point of disc golf is that it's accessible to everybody. Yeah, very much so. Um, so talk to us. That's funny that USDGC was one of the or was the first event that you ever spectated, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. 
And then five years later, I think from 05 to, to 2010, you're taking down, you know, a major title. Yeah. And I probably watched the same VHS for those same years, just trying to, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if that, you know, in hindsight, maybe that helped the fact that I just knew the course so well, cause I watched that video. I'm telling you so many times. Yeah. Um, and then I went there and spectated and you start to watch people, how they play certain holes and, um, you know, and anytime you can visually see something, it's so much easier to recreate it. And when you're watching somebody park the, the beach hole, for example, mm -hmm. and then you show up to it and you're like, I know how this is done and I know that I can do it. So you kind of know what to do. Yeah. And that, that nowadays has just changed so much with YouTube and all these people that post videos all day long. It's just kind of crazy. There's so much content out there right now. Yeah, it's, it's insane wild. with all the different platforms too. Like YouTube's obviously one of the main ones for watching longer form video, mm -hmm. but you can scroll through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok now and yeah. just see hours and hours of content uploaded every single day. Mm -hmm. Especially with IGTV now on Instagram true. where you can post hour long videos. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's crazy. They've actually talked about how Instagram is trying to, to take over YouTube or stepping over into that space because mm -hmm. you can scroll through and quickly watch a video that, you know, they have their whole other algorithm. Um, but they're talking about how Instagram, how Instagram is kind of knocking into YouTube a little bit with the way that it's um, got, like you said, the much longer videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. our, and you can watch the first 30 seconds. Yeah. Our longer videos uh, hit way better on Instagram on IGTV than they do on YouTube. True. We've got such a good following on Instagram. Yeah, and we don't compared have that to same YouTube. following on YouTube, but yeah, it's tough. Now, I mean, social media again. Social media is so much different. Like, you know, I used to have caddy coverage on my Instagram where I would post, like, actually make a post for almost every shot of every hole or wow. every hole, and I would have um, at the time my girlfriend, now my wife, would record every single hole about what shot I did and post it online. So I, I would make like you know, 30 posts per day. And now, depending if you watch, you know, Gary, Gary V online, <laughs> if you follow him, that's our dude, that's our dude making, right there. Of course. Yeah. You got to make five to six posts a day. If you want to make a dent in, in some of yeah. these social media stuff, cause you just are not, you're not going to show up, you know, mm -hmm, and you see mm -hmm. like your Instagram profile seen by however many people, couple hundred, couple thousand. And it's like, who decides on this stuff? But back in the day, there was none of that. You would, you would just get followers because, you were disc golf yeah. and you know, not like you would pay for it or, or something like that. It's so crazy how much the disc golf world has changed both from content and now just the amount of disc golf manufacturers that are out there or disc golf businesses that are out there. There's so much more to the market now than there was back in 2005, even 2010. And, you know, prodigy started up, was it 2012 area, 2010, 12, 2013 was the first year. Okay. So very, and we had January 1st, 2013. Okay. And I mean, the, what, what I, I love how big of a splash prodigy made when they jumped onto the scene. That was huge. Bringing on players like you players like Rick, Yuli, uh, yeah. Katrina yeah. and, uh, Sarah, I think was there at the start too. Just insane. I think oh, yeah, there was, we had a lot of people. Yeah, I, I pictured like just some of the posters or like the wallpaper stuff that was out there. And it was like 12 people, I think, that were getting advertised on that. Mm -hmm. It was it was a huge splash. I love it just from a marketing standpoint, too. 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about kind of the vibe that was going on there with this brand new company and just this huge splash of all these big name players jumping on board. Yeah, and again, like you look back at it, it's pretty unreal to see who these players are still around. Like you're talking, yeah. you know, myself, it was myself, Paul Uliberry, Kale, yep. Sarah Hokum, Katrina Allen, Cameron Coldblazer, Seppo Paiu. Um, gosh, I know I'm missing people. Derek, was Matt Derek Yo Earthy, in that? Jeremy Colling. Yeah. Matt who? Matt Yo. No, he actually just came on like two or three years ago. Okay. Um, Jeremy Colling was in that. I'm probably missing yeah. at least at least one other. And and there were other players too that were scheduled to be with Prodigy. That if you look back at it, and and it's you know woulda coulda if you, if somebody coulda managed it correctly because it's it's really difficult whenever you have that many people involved and that growing so fast and all the players are are honestly in the top forty in the world yeah. easily top forty in the world maybe top thirty in the world it would be pretty pretty crazy like the amount of uh the amount of splash that we would be making right now and um you know a lot of people kind of push back a little bit too because we were yeah. so polarizing to a point where it's like they're not going to really be doing anything you know and they had a whole thread uh how long until prodigy's out of business <laughs> you know they had that they, they had a story on uh article that says prodigy's dead it wasn't even a question mark it just said prodigy's dead nice and that was 2014 2015 and you know it, it's always funny but not funny to look back and say like you know look at that compared to where we're at now and yeah i think it's, it's, the, sometimes it's a it's a it's a little you know you kind of re relish in the moment for a second you're kind of like doing really good things but you just keep moving forward yeah where are we at now i think and you know to that point i think that prodigy the brand is is stronger than it's ever been i think the k jones signing was awesome he's one of our favorite players mm -hmm. to watch certainly relatively new to the to the big scene as of like two three years ago i think again usdgc yeah he jumped out so i'm guessing like 2017 18 i yeah, would guess 18 i think it's 18 he was lead card like second round or maybe third round even yeah it seems like one of the coolest dudes on tour too and you know with him and seppo certainly at the beginning of last year i think there was a a ton of you know press about it and just a i don't know good vibes all around uh it does seem yeah. like the brand is stronger than ever kind of funny note on that is uh uh the same you know disc golf article stuff i won't drop names or anything but they uh they made an article that said uh unnamed disc golf company tried to sponsor kevin jones and that was the year that he was on the lead card and was with pro discus for yep. one more year after that i actually talked to him right after that usdgc and tried to convince him to come to prodigy a year earlier than what he actually did uh but it was kind of funny to look back that they they had this article like unnamed company talked to Kevin Jones. Like, how would they even know that? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, who's the source? Kevin Jones. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> if I'm Kay Jones's agent, that's getting leaked. You yeah, know everything's that. getting leaked. <laughs> Adam Schefter coming in. Yeah, yeah, right. Breaking news. Uh, I'm in player like almost to the Adam Schefter and the players' agents. I, how do you see it? I love your perspective as someone who was at the very top as a player and now still plays a lot, but tra has transitioned sort of to the front office to an extent. And so now seeing both sides as being the manufacturer side and as the player sides and seeing these players contracts grow and grow, what are your thoughts about, you know, how that's trending and just the, the kind of view of the sport and maybe the future of it? Yeah. And in, in 
you know, it kind of goes to our first conversation, like how I started playing disc golf was watching this video this VHF, right? So it's like, you got the people now and you could expedite the amount of people playing disc golf to probably 50 times more than what it was yep. uh, back in 03. And you got YouTube too. That's just huge marketing bucket of, you know, of just ideas and people posting stuff, collaboration, all that stuff. So you kind of times that by so much more than what it was. Um, and you combine those two with, you know, your sponsored players and marketing and, and what it takes to really be a sponsored player, what it takes to be a professional disc golfer that's getting paid just to play disc golf. And, you know, ultimately those, those two have to be combined and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people's eyeballs to be on you while you're playing disc golf. I mean, yeah. that's kind of long, long story short of, of that is, is it's a, it's a huge marketing thing you know, to see Kevin Jones out there throwing the F1 and you're going to want to go get one. I mean, mm -hmm. that's probably why I started playing with Innova at the very beginning was because I watched Ken Climo play that 2003 along with Barry Schultz for, you know, on, on that note, they played with the same stuff. Yeah. All the world champions played with that back in the day. I mean, that was it. You had Innova Discraft and that was it for 20 years or something like yeah, that, you know, and, and gate gateway was in there making wizards and you know nico really kind of pushed that whenever he was coming up and, and mm -hmm. you know he he in my mind really made the biggest moves uh 2009 at the world championships whenever he was lead card and at the time i think he was 19 18 19 and just doing huge things and uh i always give a lot of credit to him for the young people that are playing disc golf right now and just incredible athletes because before their time and before their time, it was Nico that was out there competing against Climo and Dave Felberg and Barry Schultz and yeah. uh, those guys. And so Nico was really kind of the first young kid coming up. There were some other guys, I think, overseas that didn't play as much, but uh, Nico was the first like young guy out there on lead card USDGC, lead card worlds, winning NCs and, you know, putting like a maniac up there. He used to be crazy good. Yeah, still is, but yeah. he was nuts. Still, still is, still yeah. is. I don't want to take that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that player contracts should be publicized like the NFL and you know stuff like that? Is it good for the players for that? Yes and no. You know, I, I could see it go both ways because I think a lot of people would be it would be a lot less traumatic than what they make it. Sure. Uh, or, or be the opposite effect and be like, wow, I can't believe that. Um, I think that disc golf is a little bit too small of a sport right now. It's not, it's not like exploding out there to where you're going to get contract posted on ESPN or, or something like that. It's just not that level. I think it's a little bit too small for your next door neighbor to know what's going on. Like, you know, I, and I'm not, you know, you look at the, what did they post it? Like a couple months ago, they posted like the last 10 years NT earnings or something along yeah. those lines and who was the top earner. And, and really it's kind of sad if you do that and then divide it by the amount of years or the amount of tournaments, it comes out pretty small. Like it's, it's not really a large amount payout. And a lot of that stuff comes from bonuses in which you don't really see in professional contracts. Anyways, you don't see what a player gets if they win player of the year, you don't get to see what a player gets if they make the, make the playoffs or something like that, you know, Nick Saban makes, every now and then but makes like a, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a majority of, you know, a sponsored contract does come from bonuses. It used to purely be bonuses whenever I was 
on Innova and, and on those other teams. And before Prodigy came around, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's the only way that you would get paid from a disc manufacturer was bonus. Yeah. Until you, you know, until you won a world's traditionally with Innova and then you would get your name on a disc, you'd get your signature yeah. disc and yeah. then you can get a royalty. Um, and yeah. so that's just a whole nother thing that's changed. It's yeah. so crazy. You know, you, you get people that, you know, and not to downplay, I'm not trying to downplay anything because there's so much more competition out there than, than, you know, even 10 years ago, there's so much more competition nowadays than young kids that are putting their whole life into playing. You know, you got 16, 18 year olds that are coming close to winning A tiers and closer than that or, or bigger than that. Uh, but you got almost, if you're a top player on a team, you're going to have a signature disc to some capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's so many. It's true. Like, yeah. you know, I think Prodigy had what, like a release of eight. I'm just going off the cuff. Yeah. I think it was eight. Yeah, we did. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's cool to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when, when everybody was brought on with prodigy initially, I remember hearing this rumor and maybe you can speak to it. Maybe you can't that you were given some percentage ownership of the company. Yeah. Nice. That's all. I thought that was such a great incentive too to bring people on to where it's like, Hey, you're bought in. If you're in and you're with us, like you're yeah. with us. And to keep them to keep yeah. them there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it worked for yeah. some and it didn't work for others. And players have to choose, you know, what's what's best for them. But especially now with you going into your role at Prodigy 2, I just, I don't know. I love seeing it. And I can can only imagine how, how much incentive it was for, for you to say stay and then probably how excited you were to, to be on in your new role. Um, what is it yeah, exactly that exactly. you, that you do at prodigy? What's kind of your day to day? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. We've experienced, uh, uh, as a lot of disc golf companies, you know, I've seen your guys' posts on Instagram. There's just a tremendous amount of growth going on in the sport right now with, uh, you could call it a social distancing sport if you want to, you know, that's kind of been the term that I've seen passed around a little bit just because, you know, the, the way disc golf is played when you're not just right on top of people and you're a little spread out. Um, but my day to day is, uh, kind of a, a, a mixture of a few things, probably about 80 to 90%, uh, sales related contacting new accounts, uh, contacting old accounts, working with courses, uh, baskets. Um, you know, we get a lot of requests for baskets. We're selling so many courses, Nice. uh, a little bit has to do with, uh, production, not necessarily creating discs, but what we are going to create, when we're going to create it, new releases, which we schedule about every, uh, two to three weeks. Um, we just got a whole new container of ACES the other day, and that is going to be, you know, that takes, that took, you know, five to six hours to be able to go through reconcile. And then I'll probably stay late a few days, uh, either this week or next week to actually start unboxing that we have to get more shelves up. And so, um, there's all of that. And then, you know, you, you kind of throw in there the, uh, playing disc golf side of it, which I don't really get a lot of time to do that, but yeah, I feel um, that. yeah, usually where, you know, and I, and I work with my wife too. I'm very fortunate that I get to work with her. She's in the office just on the other side. She's not here today. Nice. That's uh, awesome. But we work with a, yeah, so we work with a great team here and everybody's, you know, everybody right now has just got so much going on inside of the warehouse. It's pretty, pretty good stuff um that there's there's so much to do on a daily basis there's there's not enough hours in the day kind of kind of laughable sometimes about how much stuff there is to do but Amen you to that. put your head 
Yeah. Put your head down, keep moving forward. Uh, new things pop up every day, new products you're trying to work on and trying to move forward. And it's just, you know, the grind. Yep. hundred percent. What are you most excited for that might be coming out in the next like two to three months? Oh, two to three months. Um, there's a couple new discs that we got with the eighth line that's coming up, uh, that have been really good. Um, the bags, I think it's, is a very underrated, uh, section of our sales, uh, or, or products. I should say we have so many different bags and our, and our bags have really picked up the quality, I would say within mm-hmm. the last two years, um, just with the new colors, new fabrics, you know, BP4 added to that, uh, the, the practice bag with the ripstop fabric and we're adding the ripstop fabric just about to every bag that we, that we use. Um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff we're working on that's coming in. And a lot of, a lot of things that I'm excited about are more like internal things going on that nobody would really have an idea that that happened yeah. or that it is going on. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll have new releases scheduled every three weeks. We try to have something that's new and exciting for, to give somebody a reason to go use a prodigy. Disc. True. Yeah. Like those swirls. Dude, that spectrum. That's that is yeah. sick. The 500 yeah, spectrum yeah. spectrum came out cool too. It was like lustery, shimmery, like yeah, it's got yeah. some pearl to it, mm, pearly. Yeah, and I love the the 500 series edition. I think was the best we've done, best edition we've had since actually having Spectrum. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we introduced Spectrum just as a as a fundraiser idea to run a limited amount of discs and make them super swirly for somebody who's trying to sell them and raise money and. Um, you know, we were like, why don't we do this for actual production, which is, which is a lot more difficult making 50 compared to, you know, having several hundreds or thousands uh, upon release day. Um, and so we're working same thing as we did last year. Like we had two different signature discs for each one. One was spectrum. One was not, we're kind of, we're working on that too. Uh, we're just, we're just so busy and, you know, not to be that guy but we have so many packages packages going out the door and discs selling out so fast that we're just trying to keep up with normal day production yeah that i can Mm -hmm. understand it's it's something i think we're all kind of adjusting to on the fly and getting used to it i feel like we're finally in the next couple weeks we'll probably be feeling a little bit more normal as far as what's on the shelves and not just selling out I actually just packed up your order and got it nice. ready today. To yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We, it was a decent one. I think we're 800 discs somewhere around there, maybe a little more. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff coming your way. That's for sure. Yeah, that we do. Uh, one last thing and then we'll let you go. Cause I know you're a busy guy. Uh, you can spin stuff on your finger pretty damn well. Uh, yes. what do you think about <laughs> going for the, uh, the Guinness book of world records? I think it's like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's, I think I it's would love to do it. just under 14 15 minutes is like, 15 minutes is child's play. I right? got I got a clipboard. You guys aren't going to see this, but I got a clipboard and you can time me whenever you want. And I bet I can do this for 15 minutes. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, okay. So there's this dude on TikTok, and he, he's from New Zealand and I'm pretty sure his name is Charlie Custard. Okay. And he's a kid. Like he's a kid, <laughs> like 15 to 20, maybe like in that age range. And he's done like a different thing, spinning on his finger every day. And it's like, he's good. He's blowing up. He's too. blowing up. Like he has a million followers. Really? I think. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get your TikTok to a million followers, start challenging start him. Different things. Yeah. Dude, it would work. It would work for sure. I feel like, I'm that pretty. That is fire. That yeah. throw, spinning that on your finger right now. That is fast and it is perfect. So I, I can't tell. I don't know if it's uh, flipped or not in Zoom. Are you going right-handed or left? 
I usually go right-handed. I can go left-handed, but I can't like how I start it with a disc from the inside, like with this here. Like I can actually, because this will be something I, I'd be interested if this, uh, if that TikTok guy can start yeah, a disc. That's clever. Like that. I doubt, because I don't think he's a disc golfer. I just think he's some random dude that spins things on his finger. Yeah. That's a that's a good start. Yeah, I have though. to look him up. Yeah, I think his name's Charlie Custard. We'll we'll shoot you a message. Yeah. We'll have you uh we'll All have right. you be able to All figure right. it out. It's good. He spins doors Charlie and TVs Custard. and stuff. Yeah. The the, the guy goes like hard. doors? Doors, like big old mirrors and stuff. Like he's super good. Weight is an issue. I can see that. You definitely have to factor in. That's it gets tough. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. So the the I would say the two impressive things that I can spin on my finger is my phone because it's so small True. it's really difficult to actually continue to spin on your finger. Ooh, I got to try that. And then, and then it, it's really hard because you yeah. have to have surface area to, to move your finger around. And then the other one, uh, uh, textbook or laptop is always good. Yeah. Those are um, easy. But a pink, but a ping pong paddle is the other one. Ooh, oh, that's solid. That's sick. Weight the distribution. Off, the off weight. Yeah. Off, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's decent. Yeah, I fancy myself as being a, a decent spin spinner. I don't know. I'm gonna go with spinner. Spinner. I can spin decently well, but I think you've got me beat. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll give you a, a challenge: is to get an ultimate disc, flip it upside down on the ground, and try to pick it up with one finger going around at the bottom, and then try to flip it all the way around. Oh. I will try that and fail today, and then gonna, maybe succeed another day. I'm definitely gonna start trying to spin the disc on my finger beforehand. Like, yeah. Like you. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. That'll be a yeah, fun one. It, it, it's just a, it's like breathing to me. Like I could do yeah. it all day long. Yeah. yeah. My, my record is 45 minutes in the car. Oh, see, it's easy. Yeah. We got to get, we're going to figure this out. We're going to we get, get you a world record. <laughs> yep. Might go Ride for a couple up. other things while we're, while they, while we've got them there yeah. that day. We're just going to meet up somewhere, maybe in Tennessee. Yeah. We can make it happen. You're in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm in North Georgia technically, Georgia, but I'll let yeah. it slide because I all love right. Tennessee. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought you were in Tennessee. Tennessee does stick out, but that's I know right. Prodigy's in Georgia, so that's that's where you got to be. Uh, Will, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you do for uh, for us with Prodigy. Uh, we'll keep doing the darn thing, but thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. All right. You got it, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Only the Love best. You. Let's go.